0: How's everyone doing? This is our fourth podcast in the series. Um, if you wanna check out the other ones, just put podcast, at exclamation up podcast in the chat. Uh, this one's gonna be about, you know, making it as a full-time content creator. We've got a mix of uh, great guys here who stream for Endpoint. Um, some of them do it full-time, some don't. Um, actually, do all of you guys do it full-time? Good question. I know Toby yes. doesn't know who was meant for earlier. Toby mm-hmm. might be joining us a bit later, so okay. We've got four full-time people. How do you make it as a full-time con- content creator? It's gonna be the topic. Um, First off, we'll just start with, if um, you can introduce yourselves, We um, will you go round in a circle. Um, yeah, so. Yourselves.
1: You know, my first. Yeah, yeah we're, how's a circle going? <laughs> <laughs> are we going clockwise, co- co- clockwise, co- 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 <laughs> co- co- <laughs> co- what are we doing here? I'll start over this, guys, come on. <laughs>
2: okay, that's you, Bombo, that's you, Bombo, go on. Is it me, yeah? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. All right, so, uh, uh, my name's Y Bombo, I've been playing CS for 17 years now, so... Veteran, but still a noob. Um, I've been streaming for the two years now, full time. Um, it's been fun. I first started, obviously, just wanting to play CS with people, um, but I've ended up meeting amazing people, great people for a community, um, and making a lot of friends. So it's like kind of took me by surprise. Where I just wanted the game, but now I've actually just got friends from it, which is odd. But yeah, that's me. <laughs>
2: Okay, and I'm Isaac. Uh, I'm also, well, I was mainly a CSGO streamer when I first started. Uh, I used to play competitively and stream on my team, stuff like that. Uh been streaming full-time now for about four and a half years. Um, I've moved more to variety now, but still with an emphasis probably on FPSs, I'd say. And um, right now I've been playing a lot of uh, Valorant stream.
3: Okay, cool. Uh, so I'm IceTranixer, most people call me Ice, and I've been streaming for nearly four years, come this August. Um, I do mostly variety, but I also do like RTS, um, indie games, mostly. Sometimes I do like competitive games as well, but mostly I do them offline. Um, but yeah, just enjoying them, really. Just sharing games with
4: cool. uh, Hi, guys. I'm uh, Helping Hands. I've been streaming for God knows how many years now. I started streaming on Xfire, and then I switched over to Justin TV, and then obviously Justin TV became Twitch. I've been partnered for about... Almost five six years now, and I kind of stream mainly strategy titles, RTS games, but I'm not limited to that. I play also FPS di- titles. I recently completed Doom Eternal, which I really enjoyed, so definitely pick that up if you guys have a chance to. Yeah,
0: I didn't even realize you could stream on X I just remember it being a you know message chat back in the day. <laughs> I didn't even realize you could stream on it <laughs> no, sounds good. Um, yeah, so I mean, let's just uh, chat about how you guys got into streaming. I mean, um, in why I guess the reason why you get into streaming a lot of people think you know. I can be a full-time streamer. I can make you know millions of bucks from like you know like Shroud or Summit or whatever. Um, but I mean, I guess why do you end streaming? You think it is? Was it? I mean, I doubt it's for the money if you, if you kept going for so many years. Um, for how hard it is to grow a channel. But um, yeah. I mean, your hands. You want to start us off. You probably you probably the yeah. longer streamers. Um. Well, I first just fell into it. Really, it just became a full-time
4: job because I you know I became the number one streamer for the game that I play, which was Company Heroes. Um, you know, I, it's just it just happened really. I just it was, you know, very good at the game, uh, obviously likable because I was attracting a lot of a lot of viewers as well. And people subscribed and I thought, hang on, maybe I can make this a career out of this. And then I just started to take it way, way, way more seriously. Um, you know, even like I've only been full time for the last three or four years, but the last couple of years now I've really started to like take it a lot more seriously by going to events. Um, you know, trying to meet sponsors and talking to people, that kind of thing. So that's how you know it's, it's t- turned from like a hobby into like a like a almost a dream career, basically. I
1: think for me, like I left my job, like I said, a couple of years ago. I just wanted to play CS. I was coming home after work every day playing Counter Strike, like for four hours after doing a hard graft of work. And then I was like, Do you know, what? I, after a few years of work, I was like, I just want to play CS. So how am I going to be able to play CS constantly? and make a living. And that's what I thought. Well, I used to be a manager in my old company. I thought if I've learned those skills in managing businesses, then surely I can make it as a streamer. And then I was watching people. And funny enough, actually Isaac and organise was some of the first streamers I was watching. Um so I thought, you know, if Isaac can do it, I can do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's I think how I really got into it. I didn't obviously like you say everyone wants to make the money from it. Um but I think you get a slap in the face after you start up how hard it is to make money from streaming um because like you say you think it's going to be easy but it's it's really not and um yeah so for me i just was getting into it because of passion for the game that was that was really it yeah. for,
3: for me it was actually just um it was actually a friend of mine who was just like why aren't you streaming like you play games 24 7 i was like all oh, you do um i mean i did have a job at the time and i was made redundant because the company was struggling and i was like okay i'll while i'm looking for a job why not just see what what the fuss is all about. And I used to play a lot of Counter-Strike at the time. And for some reason, people started watching it. And people were asking about other games and stuff. So I started trying out like more storyline games and things. And that's kind of how my my love for variety kind of grew as well, indie games and stuff. And then I started picking up viewers. And it, it somehow, people were, were helping me. And while I didn't have a job, I was like, OK, I'll just do this until it's not working. And I'm still here four years later. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Yeah I mean I I think if I remember correctly the first time I streamed it was literally and this must have been about six to seven years ago I did it for fun because I was playing a scary game and my friends wanted to watch it so I literally only streamed for them and then I, I think that's when I set up my Twitch account and then from there I was like oh I started watching some other streams I was like oh there's lots of people doing Counter-Strike and Counter-Strike I was playing a lot back then and I was like oh I see all these people playing Counter-Strike um it looks fun just to play and talk to people. I like being informative and teaching people stuff about CS as well. So I was like, oh, these people are doing that. I, I know a lot about CS. I might just try it out. And then that was just in my free time. while I was at university. Just any t- time I was playing CS, I just turned on the stream. Uh, bit by bit, more people started watching. People started coming back. And I started trying to stick to a schedule. Because obviously, when you're streaming, if you're just doing it randomly, people it's hard for them to come back. But then when you start seeing mm-hmm. the schedule, you see the same names coming back. And it's just went from there, really.
0: That's yeah, a nice community, isn't it? And as, as you're saying, I it's unbelievable how um, generous people can be when, yeah, I, I guess it's, it can be a sense of, um, you know, people realise you're doing this for a job, so you you need it. It's not, you haven't got other, other income. And it's, um, yeah, I've got to introduce myself. I'm, I'm Pete, by the way, I'm the owners of Endpoint. Um, I used to stream as well. Um, I did it for about 15 months, 16 months. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I streamed poker instead of, like, games. I streamed a bit of counter-strike as well, but, um, I would say one of the hardest things mentally about a streamer is the feel of slow growth. So, um, I mean, I, I felt like I was doing quite well in the sense of, if you look back at it, I was doing quite well in the sense of getting, you know, 10, 15 new followers every day when I streamed, which actually is probably quite good. But in the um, in the, the mental side of things of, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm not growing, I'm not growing. And then you see these channels with hundreds of thousands of followers, how are you ever going to get there? It's good. The math's gonna take you 10 years or whatever, know, who knows? And, um, I mean, what what was that? What's your feeling on that, guys? Like, what is that the hardest part of streaming the mental side of the growth, or is there other parts you think? Um,
4: yeah, if you don't mind, I'll go first here. Um, I personally feel like, yeah, I totally agree with you there. The mental side of it is a big one for me. I, you know, it's always you can't help but you go on Twitter and you see someone's like, Oh, I had an amazing stream here, I got 10,000 viewers for this, or yeah. I did this, that, and the other, and you can't help but feel jealous. Um, but you have to like know that you shouldn't be you shouldn't compare yourself to others if you keep doing that you're just going to keep having a negative mindset every time you stream and that's going to make you actually a worse streamer in general so i think that you need to just come into it and be like yeah i'm my own streamer i could do my own thing and if i have success that's great um but I, you know try not to compare yourselves i mean i recently met um uh sakura i believe at a twitchcon eu last year and i was really shocked by how mentally he was saying that he was kind of really worried about the fact that he was at TwitchCon and he wasn't getting loads of his Prime subs because he was like losing like half his Prime subs and I was like dude Prime subs are like a fairly new thing in the last few years and you know that's like a bonus kind of revenue but I'd look at it kind of thing and uh, you know he was like thinking oh no you know he's feeling really down about it and I'm like well if I was in your shoes how I wouldn't feel like that at all so I was just really shocked when I heard that from him you know you know because considering he's like one of the best UK streamers out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just gonna say, I think I feel like that's for him. It's like that because when for him, he's at the top of a lot of categories when he's streaming. And I feel like that's where, you know, new people who are new to Twitch will click on their stream early. And then they can capitalize on that, you know, oh, did you know, if you have Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account, you get a Twitch Prime sub. So I'm feeling like for those big streams at the top of the category, I feel like Prime subs are probably a high proportion compared to uh, people, you know, not on the first two columns, or two rows, even first row, even maybe.
1: But you see that even with big streamers now, like I, I go into someone like, say, Jason R's channel, and he might be at 10K subs one month, and then the next month he's at 6K. And like that's a big hit in revenue. And I think, I don't know, for me, I've I've learned probably definitely this past year, is just focus on your core community. The, the, you know, the people that are turning up every day in your chat, the ones that you get to know well, the, those people are the ones that matter, because they're gonna, in my opinion, your good old fashioned word of mouth, they're gonna promote your stream just through, you know, Naturally, talk to other people, and I think that's what people lose a lot of sight of. Um, you, you might have someone new come into your stream, and it's like, Well, how do you capture that person's interest to stay around rather than think of them as, as like a, a revenue source? Um, because that will come, I think. If you got good people watching your stream, they're not going to sit there for years on end just watching for free. The, when they've got money, people will be like, Do you know what? You've done a lot for me if just in terms of entertainment value. Here's some cash that i've got spare you know that that's the way i try and see it anyway
3: <laughs> i mean to be fair i think um there's just kind of two different audiences if i may may put it that way and it's not like one is better than the other it's just two different kinds um which i've experienced i guess as a variety streamer you have the people who come for said game that you're currently streaming and then you have the people who will come no matter what you're playing as as you were kind of saying like it's like your core community who's not minding if you want to try something new but then you have like You know, the viewers who will come because either you're good at the game or they're interested in that particular game you're playing. So, to grow as a streamer, you have to kind of find a balance because some people will only come for a certain game or some will only come for you. You know, that can be a challenge as well because, especially as variety, if you kind of tend to jump back and forth, you might not see like, the growth go like this. It will be very slow, and sometimes you just have like a little bit of a roller coaster. So, I mean, from a variety of perspective, it, it can be mentally like, "Oh, what am I doing wrong?" It's maybe this game didn't work yeah. out, but you know.
0: I think um, I think actually, people don't put perspective into it in terms of everyone's perspective is different to everyone else's. So, you have someone like I don't know, I don't know, Jason, r you said whatever, you dropped four thousand subscribers. So, an outside perspective, it looks like, well, he's for six thousand subscribers, he's making making yeah, bucks. Good. still, he's fine." Um, um, but then actually, in the mental space of yourself, when you're trying to improve, always you're never happy with where you are. Like people just are never happy with where they are in general. Um, yeah. it's about your own perspective and your own goals and your own um ambitions, I guess, in a sense. But yeah, I, I think I think your own goals is a very important thing, and everyone has them, and everyone's going to be disappointed if they lose stuff. But you have to put perspective into it, and that while you're doing it full-time for a job which is amazing um but obviously for someone getting there as well it has to be step by step it can't be a a, a leap you're never going to get famous overnight i mean you might do but i mean we're talking very rare uh, yeah the million percentile aren't we so yeah.
3: yeah for me mentally it was quite a challenge to begin with when you you're like oh i only have so many viewers right now like that mentality which is not working and you have to think wow 30 people are watching me right now they're picking me out of thousands of channels like if you're thinking oh i only have so many people but i had 50 the other day or i had 100 the other day and if you keep thinking like that you're just going to put yourself down sometimes it can help just cover up those viewer counts, just so you're not you're not focused on that constantly because if you keep thinking like that it, you might sometimes just like talk yourself down like oh well you know sometimes it's just irl factors like maybe there's an event going on or people just enjoying the sun you know yeah
0: mm-hmm. I think I'll think I'll for, I so i say for somebody's got one viewer or zero viewers you should always act as if you've got viewers because yeah uh, because you, you you'll notice let's say you've got zero viewers and someone comes into your chat by the time you've noticed one person's in your chat they'll probably have gone if you're not talking
2: exactly um, so, a lot of people won't say anything when they come in they want to see yeah. what's going on the stream before they say anything yeah
0: so you've got to always be acting as if there's people watching and then i think that's the biggest like well, piece of advice you should i would give anybody i don't know about anyone else piece of advice for someone who's got very few viewers but always being you know active is.
2: yeah that's one of my favorite tips to give when people are like because so many times people come in and say you know what's a tip you give to a new streamer that just streaming like you there is always someone in the chat is a huge one because like i said I, I do it i come in stream sometimes and i just wait and see what's going on in the stream before i say something just because i want to see what kind of vibe is going on in the stream so if you're talking through what you're doing on stream even if you think there's no one in chat talk through what you're doing in the game wherever it is and suddenly someone will probably pop up in the chat and be like oh yeah that's true or something like that and then you just strike up the conversation and you probably hook them from there
4: a way to like help that as well as if you're like not if you're, if you're streaming solo um try and get a friend to play with so then you can have like some kind of communication going between mm-hmm. so you can have a conversation yourself because a lot of people struggle when they first start streaming to try and you know pick up a conversation at the end when they when they haven't got anyone to feedback off. So um yeah, you know, maybe when you first start going to streaming, have a list of topics if you are going to be a sort of streamer and just just discuss them and talk about them. You just give your own thoughts and opinions, and then people will start talking in chat for sure.
3: I yeah, think. I actually did that when I first started streaming when when I didn't really have like a viewer base. I would just think about some topics before stream and just like, okay, this might be interesting talking about maybe this game release or like a story that might be funny that happened at work. You know it's just something it's just to keep you engaging and i think like the average is like ten seconds. you have to make an impression on someone so you you gotta just act as if if those 10 seconds is constantly mattering you know what i mean yeah
2: and if because... you've got the 30 second advert before the stream loads up <laughs> as well brilliant. so <laughs> you probably only have five seconds maybe after the advert
0: well actually i, mean, I was spoken to you, so um people don't obviously so cex one of our sponsors uh sex they're called but you know people don't like to say that uh, <laughs> so sex basically have um uh, we, we've we chatted to their marketing director, and it's it's, it's eye-opening, honestly. Um, and they pretty much say that you don't capture someone in the first three seconds, three, four seconds of, the, of a video, and then they're gone. Otherwise, if they're not interested. So you have to, you can't start a video with um, something which is kind of boring. Like, even if it's yourself, you should really be to something straight away. It needs to be going, bam, this is what happens. Because the first three, four seconds is where you capture someone. Um, and I guess that's the same in streaming. You've got to always be, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I think Twitch is helping with that as well now, because the well, people of viewers might not see it, but they're going to be introducing like channel trailers and stuff. So that, for me, is going to be great like a sixty second clip of pretty much what your stream's about. So even if they don't drop in when you're live, they can grasp who you are. And I think for someone like myself who plays CS:GO, I've been quite fortunate with having a lot of my clips posted on YouTube um compilations and stuff. So some people might even, Capture that free ten seconds just out of that clip and just swing on by because they've seen that rather than actually, you know, just browsing through Twitch. And I think that's another key part of um, gaining an audience is not just relying on Twitch views. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, so one of the of uh, questions I want to ask actually myself personally. I think when I was streaming, I found this the hardest one, of the hardest thing as well was um. So you know, Twitch is your yeah. I mean, your influence is, is your brand. You, yourself is your brand and um. One of the hardest things I found was so I was doing Twitch, but neglecting other platforms. So we have you know you have got your Twitter, you got you got your Instagram, you've got YouTube, you whatever TikTok. Do these these kids do these days? I don't know. Um, how how do you guys um you know balance social media? I mean, do are you are you very do you think it's a fault of yours as well, or do you think it's uh, something you do well, or how do you how do you do it?
3: It's definitely a challenge because if you think about it, like you're running your own business and you're you're doing everything yourself whereas other businesses might have like one PR guy one You know doing this and this and this you're doing your own networking and you're doing all of these things and having the time can be quite hard to be across multiple platforms social media especially can take up a lot of time if you are networking trying to get to know people posting your content Um. so for me I found it quite overwhelming like I wanted to do a YouTube I just can't find the time to do YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of these things it just consumes so much time because you're probably live for six to eight hours already and you know, it it can be quite a challenge to balance everything together. Honestly,
4: yeah, yeah. I, I personally uh, made Mondays now my day off, where I literally focus purely on YouTube content. That's the day that I go through all my Twitch stuff that I've made throughout the week and find the best bits and highlight, or make new content for the YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's really important to have a YouTube channel alongside Twitch. I only really recently figured that out, a or like about two years ago, I realized how important it is to build up a YouTube channel alongside. Um, Twitch because a lot, I see a lot of people coming into Twitch now saying, oh Hans, I've watched you on, on YouTube, it's my first time checking out your Twitch channel, how you doing? And that's happening like every week, at least a few, a few, quite a few people come in and say that. So it's so important to build a YouTube channel alongside your Twitch. Uh, and, um, you know, if you've already got an established Twitch, just tell you your, your Twitch viewers to go onto your YouTube channel. And that's a great, you know, Kickstarter there to help you build your YouTube channel initially. And it's always a good idea to also make separate content on YouTube that won't you won't find on Twitch either. So that encourages people to be to go over to there because they know they can't get the content on Twitch if if um if you put that stuff on YouTube. So like I put my guides and stuff on YouTube, which is not yeah. you know it's, it's better. It's, and you can edit it and make it a lot more a lot
0: more professional on YouTube than on Twitch because everything's live on Twitch, right? Yeah, and I mean, streaming on Twitch for ten hours straight is harder than if you're doing a one or two minute video on YouTube that you can just edit in your own time and um i mean the problem with that though um hans what you're saying is you, you take a day off to do all your social media but then you're not taking a day off at all are you really um yeah, yeah shoot, exactly six days and then you're doing you're your basically working the other day as well so yeah yeah i mean we
2: we're talking about balancing time on all social media but it's balancing time on all social media and real life as well that, yeah. that's the hard part because you could spend your whole time you could do everything but you wouldn't be able to do anything else apart from all your streaming and social media and thing. we wouldn't have time for everything else um I'm lucky enough that I want to, I've been slacking on a lot of my social media and I've been with Valorant. I've been trying to put out some more stuff. And I've luckily one of my mods has said, he'll help me out with doing some YouTube videos. So that's great. I'm looking to try and kickstart my YouTube again. But I mean, if I was doing that on top of the streaming and everything else, I'd be really pushed for time to do anything else, really. And I think, yeah, it is
1: tough.
0: Yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of points you can take from that where you said, Isaac is, um, Bods help, yes, and, and people are willing to help. It's is amazing, actually, how much people are willing to help because they love your community or they uh, or they think you're a great content creator. Um, but also, do you should you prioritize good quality streams over length of stream? So, um, should you be doing a four hour stream instead of a, an eight hour stream? But then you in the other four hours you spend on doing you know your your, yeah, your yeah. brand.
1: Yes, yeah, so I have a rule of thumb where I do a six hour stream. Sometimes go over, depending on the day, but then. I spend one to two hours uh, social media straight afterwards, um, but also replying to every um, everyone in communities. It might send me a private Discord message to say, hey, I need to help with this, I need help with that, or can you give me some advice? I, I, like, I'm a big believer in doing that sort of thing as well so you're connecting with single people rather than just a, a bulk of community yeah. um, and that that you know <laughs> my partner sometimes when I'm sitting in bed at 10 o'clock at night and, you know she's going to sleep and I'm just there on my phone just you know and sometimes you can become self-consumed in your own work and you don't even realize it's actually you know you're doing it you just think well I'm used to this now and um Yeah, it's just sometimes just a bit too much. You've got to, like like Isaac says, know when to step away and still enjoy your own personal life.
3: It is hard to find the balance. Um, I mean, I'm I'm guilty of opening my phone, like immediately when I wake up, you know, go through Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. And um, you know, it's another thing is like because we are so consumed with everything we're doing, especially if you're doing this full time, that you know, when you network and you're like trying to, to make friends and other connections, sometimes people can take it personal if you're not there like every stream and people don't understand that it's not that I don't like you I just literally I'm out of time you know people seem to think like oh if you network with someone they're going to be there every stream they're going to be there all the time yeah. but like between juggling streaming social media you know networking connecting with your community it's just very limited time left
0: um, yeah I mean so we've got a late comer for the rude toby organized tv Hi. um sorry would you like to uh, quickly introduce yourself anyway um uh candy um so i'm toby organized
5: tv i've been with endpoint since 23rd of october 2018 um that was when i officially joined as a streamer uh before then it was casting csgo um and now i just play valorant pretty much all day every day <laughs> no other games anymore
0: yeah I mean um, actually you're probably the only one actually we've got in this podcast now that isn't full time streaming because you you're university still yeah. and doing st- studying um, what's your like general goals to get to full time streamer if you want to I don't know um, what, what what's your thoughts on
5: that yeah so like I've always thought about this with uni and stuff you know like everyone always says it's a bad idea to drop out but like I've always said that if like you know I blew up tomorrow and was like you know 5k so you know the the dream twitch streamer then you know it's probably worth me maybe deferring a year for uni and stuff um but i think at the moment it's just stay try and find a healthy balance between uni and streaming because like right now i've got four assignments due in eight days and uh i'm kind of shitting myself because i barely started them um but yeah it's just trying to find that ability to do streaming because i also want to do a bunch of uni uh, a bunch of youtube stuff um but i'm struggling with that and then uni as well so
4: yeah i i uh, was in a similar situation a few years ago i uh, used to study uh had a, re- a really good opportunity where i was in japan actually studying at university over there and um, my twitch was kind of taking off at that point where I was there and I had to make the decision at that point did I focus on my studies or did I um, you know or do I keep going with the the gaming side of things and I chose the gaming side of things because I was more passionate about that and I felt like you know dropping out university as is- too much bad stigma around it at the moment. Um, you know, it happens if people have got bad opportunities, they should go for it. Um, you know, I take my dad as a prime example of why, you know, it's never too late to go to university. He in his 40s, he decided like, I want to go back to, you know, he went back to college, went back to he went to university to become a doctor. He was like a paramedic for like 15, 20 years before that. So um, yeah, honestly, I honestly think, it, you know, if you feel like you should go for it, and you but don't take the risk unless you've already, you know, you feel like you're established. Um you'd go for it. But um, you know, and also have a backup plan as well. So yeah. if you have not think any money saved up, then it's not a good idea to do it. But yeah, that's my I,
3: Yeah, I think a lot of people make that mistake. They they go into Twitch or or similar and they, they think like, Okay, I got a stream now and I'm gonna do it full time and therefore you know i'm just going to quit my job and do it but it's it's very risky unless you actually have the financial income like have a backup plan or have like a part-time job and so you can actually establish your feet and know that you have enough revenue coming in that you can actually pay all your bills and stuff because people seem to think that streaming is easy it's easy money but there is so much work behind the scenes and everything to to actually make it full time
1: yeah i mean i still i still last well last year i took up a part-time job just to help with a bit of the finances and still trying to stream full time like say 6 hours a day um, and even now I still do graphic work on the, on the side as well just to get extra income because it's, Twitch is strange. Some months you can have blowout months and you're like, whoa, that's it. I, you know, I'm set for you know, a couple of months now, an great. And then the next month you could just lose it all. And it's, it's just so many ups and downs. So it's, it's hard to keep consistent, what well, I personally feel. Um, it can be seasonal as well, can't it? it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's
3: definitely seasonal.
0: Yeah, which is very hard to plan for.
2: Um, Especially start of like school and university year, I feel like there's a big drop off right at the beginning for sure. That month is uh, a really slow month for oh, me. I especially. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christmas. Christmas, yeah, Christmas is good. But
0: then you can understand it why. I mean it's just one of those things, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Um Yeah, I mean if 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 you guys had more resources, what what would you need? Like what I mean, what um, if you guys had I don't know, you could click a thing video, right, this is what I need to, to make my channel bigger. Um what resources would you need and would you think it'd be wasting money? Or do you think you could actually make it work with it? Like if it's, you know, paying a, 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 a YouTube a videographer or whatever, or, or a mm-hmm. paying someone to make YouTube stuff or pay, I don't know, like graphics design more. I mean, what, what do you guys need? Like we, at endpoint obviously we try and support our streamers and we help with, um, graphics on channels. And but us, it'd be hard to uh, help with everyone's YouTube though. Cause that's just a huge undertaking of cost. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, what do you got? What do you guys need? Like what was to get to the next level? I guess. Well, personally, I feel like, yeah, like you say, someone to
4: edit YouTube videos, I've been looking actually, right, you know, in the last few months, actually, to try and hire someone now to edit the YouTube channels, because it's just so much work to do. And uh, because I'm literally don't have a day off, I, you know, I feel like it's taking its toll on me. Um, and also, I, I, you know, an agency as well for like networking. Um, I, I met an agency called Presta, actually, when I went to TwitchCon in, in America last year. And um, they're like a company that kind of handle um You know, they go out and search for kind of deals for you, kind of sponsored things like you, you play this game for and you get paid for this amount of money to, to play this game where you have this product or whatever. Um, and yeah, they, they take it like what a ten percent or fifteen percent commission, but you know they do all the work for you, so you you just have to just sign the contract and, and then you know it's really easy. It's all written down on what you need to do, to, the deliverables or whatever. And uh, so that's just another you know way to get, to to, um, to make it a bit easier on on a streamer. You know, in terms of the networking side of things and getting sponsorship deals. Uh, and also, uh, personally, I would also want um, more brand exposure. Is what I would, for, would like to have as well. Someone who could be like, okay, this guy's making this really cool content. We'll put him in, for instance, PC Gamer magazine or something, or uh, a feature on BBC News or something, you know, like that, for example. Because I've seen some streamers that have been able to do that, and I've seen them blow up. And you know, I really feel like you know that's kind of an angle to to approach there to to get uh, more well known out there. But I feel like you, you kind of need to. Know the contacts, I guess, to to be able to achieve something like that.
1: Mm -hmm. I think for me, it depends where, like, what stage of stream that's going to hands your streams, obviously, a bit further down the line than where mine would be. So for me, like, I would want someone to manage all my social medias. That would be the best thing because that's good marketing, in my view. So if you've got Twitter, Instagram, I don't want to go on TikTok. I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> but you know, it's it's still the same time. If someone else is putting up your video content for you, there, it's it's gaining more, you know, bigger audience, and it's it's keeping up with those trends. And that for me is something I personally struggle with because I try to do stuff daily. But like you can see, even with Endpoint, since you've hired um, Rihanna, it's 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 elevated you, the, the org. And that that for me would be my main thing. Um, and then when I'm bit bigger streamer like probably at like hands level that's when i'd be focused more on youtube um because you don't well i don't see any revenue from youtube personally i don't think these days you will because of what's happened but it's good exposure still and that would be like i could say later down the line
0: the issue the issue with later down the line is um when you're ready to start it you start at zero you've started already you've already started mm. you've already got yeah. a small base yeah. to start with which helps a lot um a lot of like marketers say you know you want to sell a product to someone, you have to get them from three different angles. And um, I think that's a big way of, if someone asks, like, how do I get viewers in my stream? Like, I've got zero choice, uh, viewers. The best way is other, other, Um, obviously, you've got the general people coming in from your Twitch, but from Twitch channel itself. But if you can get people coming in from Twitter, you can get people coming in from YouTube, you can get people coming in from different angles. Yeah. That's how you grow. And that's how, um, well, even where you start, you've got a social presence, even a small one, anywhere else, it will help you.
3: Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I've actually found that um, for me, YouTube hasn't really been the thing because um, I, I don't really have like a videographer or someone to really help me out, and I don't have the time or the skills to really put that like great videos. Um, but I've actually found that Twitter for me wasn't really the source of, of people finding the stream. Like you can tweet like I'm live, but it doesn't always get people in there. And I know we've been talking about TikTok, you know. It, I was not expecting that to work for me at all but I've been posting on there and I've actually got loads of views coming from there even just to say hi and check you out and then they they moved on from TikTok to Instagram like my Instagram's just gained loads of followers out of nowhere since I started doing TikTok and they're coming into Twitch as well so it's it's, it's definitely a good idea to to explore different social media and, and, and kind yeah. of branch out a little bit because it does work.
1: Yeah, right. do, you, do you think though you worry about because like I say, the TikTok audience for me is, is young, and I personally don't want too many young people in my community because I I thrive off conversation rather than spamming emotes and things. I don't even get some of the emotes that have been in my Twitch chat these days. But Spammy it's like I... that audience we... sometimes I worry about.
3: I mean, I turned 30 in June, so maybe some people think I'm younger, but I think... For me, I found just like I think TikTok kind of groups you with like your your group. Like if you're a millennial, you are kind of be seeing people who's kind of similar agents and in, in the same games and stuff. Like I think the algorithm on TikTok is quite like it groups you with like if you keep posting as like hashtag gamer or Twitch, you'll start seeing content that's got those hashtags and stuff. And you won't necessarily be seeing like um A 15 year old dancing because that's not like I mean you know that there's obviously an audience for that too but you won't necessarily see it because you got like your it's like for you page as it's called as it's like kind of grouping you up with kind of similar people so for me I've actually found loads of similar um minded people coming over there so I mean I understand your your thought behind it.
2: Mm. Talking back to the YouTube as well I feel like YouTube is a great one when you're a specifically focusing on a single game and that's why i think it might be hard for you guys getting people from youtube because like you got that single game someone comes onto your channel they're like wow look all these videos on this game that i have just looked at this video for whereas when you're doing variety they come onto your channel they see oh here's a video on this game oh everything else is all different stuff but if you hook them so back when i was doing just Counter strike unfortunately i didn't i did actually what i used to do was i'd literally just because it Twitch gave the functionality you could just export uh, highlights straight to YouTube. And I literally just did that for single clips. I didn't put it together or anything into a compilation or anything. just put the single clips up. And some of them ended up getting quite a few views. Uh, one of them got put onto Reddit or something. And that video went up to like 100k views just for one clip on its own. And I still to this day occasionally have some people come in from that video and say, Mirages? Oh, I saw this video on YouTube. What'd you say?
1: Was it the Mirage
2: no it was uh it was one where we trolled our friend who went afk at the beginning of a match and then he came back and we all just afk'd in spawn and then he started running out of spawn looked back at us and was like hello is my internet down and then he like runs out spawn (laughs) comes back again looks at all of us again and we're all just sitting there laughing silently and then he runs off just just, and then we just slowly walk up behind him he doesn't even notice we're walking up behind him and then we just go boo and he's like oh my god that's not funny guys and somehow (laughs) that one 100k views and i still have some people coming in saying like "Oh, i saw this youtube video so yeah so if you're on a single game i think that's, that's the best for youtube
4: that's funny because even like i don't even play csgo and i find that funny just even hearing yeah. about it so like I, I, that that goes across multiple audiences so i think that's you know it's not yeah. probably just the csgo commute that's yeah i think a lot of other people from other gaming commuters probably you know can relate to that so that's why it's good but yeah it's on the subject of youtube um even if you just like up up just straight import your um the twitch vods onto onto youtube you know and then don't do anything else i think that's just a good stepping stone just to start getting some traction because that's what i did originally and i gained like 10k subs on youtube without really putting in much effort and now i've started putting a lot of effort obviously i've seen a lot more traction but um you know just as a stepping stone that's a good way to go
0: you know just to get your foot in the door on youtube
3: yes good advice
0: um yeah i mean so the i mean the number one thing i heard for the last you know yeah, probably for streamers coming to us or in our streamers isaac told me it about 10 times i think is um you know i'm waiting for the next big game to come and that's obviously what a lot of uh, i don't want to say smaller streamers but it's medium streamers anyone who's not tier one streamer should we say um i'm waiting for the next big game it is a lot it is one of the main things i heard um and obviously most of that was waiting for valorant which is now here um and a lot of people are playing it i mean what are your guys' thoughts on, I mean, say so maybe not Ice this way, or Hands, because you haven't been playing it, really. Um, actually, the see fade played it a bit, haven't you? So um, maybe not Hands then. Um, what are your thoughts on, for example, Valorant? It's the next big game. Uh, there will be another next big game in, you know, a year's time or six months' time, who knows. Um, is it worth going for it? Or do you think it's just too saturated straight away? Like, obviously, if everyone thinks it, then everyone's going to be streaming it. So there'll be less viewers to get.
3: I mean, yeah. I think this goes for, for any big game that's, like, on top of Twitch. Like you will find thousands and thousands of viewers stream the same game and like unless you already have like a name or like some sort of following, you're gonna be like pages, pages down. And you won't necessarily just I think a lot of people would make this mistake they're like, Oh, everyone's streaming this game, I'm gonna stream it, I'm totally gonna make it off this game. But that's not necessarily how it's gonna work because yeah, you do drown out.
2: I I say with Valorant, a big thing though was that's different to the other big games was the whole uh, key whitelist drop thing. Um, That just meant that most people, for the very first week, everybody wanted to watch those people who had drops. And I don't blame them. I mean, everyone wants to get access to the game. So until you get it into your account, why wouldn't you be watching one of those uh, big streamers streaming it? Um, Because the thing is with a game like that as well, You assume it's going to have a competitive side. I'm pretty sure it will. Um, For me, I'm hoping to maybe not necessarily compete in it uh, 100% seriously, because obviously streaming is my main focus. But if I could put together like a team or something to play in some tournaments uh, on stream, I think I'd really like to do that. So that's why I've been looking forward to development for so long, because that's what I did at the beginning of Counter-Strike. I used to stream my team's practices and matches and everything like that. And uh, I was growing nice off for of that. And I'm hoping to potentially maybe do something like that on Valorant. Depends how the game progresses. Right now I'm enjoying it, but I'm not sure how the game is going to progress. But um, yeah, that's why I was so interested in jumping on it at the beginning. Because I mean, it's a cross between League and CS. I mean, kind of a cross between League and CS. And those are two games probably that I put the most time into. Uh, I reckon like single games. They're the two games I put my most time into. So when they announced that, I was really excited. I was aiming towards that. And it has delivered, but like I said, that whole um, you know, key drops in streams and only the people who got to participate in the Alpha Weekend really did dent any growth that could be done in the first week. Yeah. Of course, I think it's today or yesterday that they said that everyone's going to get it now, yeah. which is great that they've done it now um, because now you'll start seeing the top streamers. They're still going to have a lot of views, obviously, but I feel like those top streamers aren't going to have that were they having like 100? The top one was having like 300,000 something, maybe like that. Like 220K. Yeah, yeah something like some that. Bit, so yeah. obviously that's going to move down and it's going to trickle down into the lower streams now. I think that was quite a one-off though. I'm trying to think of any other games that had that when it first came out where only a select few people, because obviously Tarkov had it with drops, but that wasn't when the game first came, well, first was on Twitch, was it? That was, mm-hmm. a, that yeah. was like a rebirth for it almost. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a game like this before. So Yeah,
1: I guess it's strange.
2: It's a one-off, yeah, I, I think. Yeah,
1: go for it, yeah. I think it's strange for me because I've, I've not played Valorant yet, but I've watched a hell of a lot to see if it's my type of game. And I think medium to small streamers have been hurt because, the like you say, the drops, everyone's just going to like summit stream or whatnot. But for me, like I say, I'm always thirsty for watching CS. Like, it's kind of like done the opposite for me. So I, on my list, I've seen every one of my regular streamers that I watch are playing Valorant. So to be quite honest, I'm like, I want to go watch some CS. So I've actually discovered new streamers in in. in that game because they've had a chance to shine um so it is a mix in in my view it's just i'm still a big believer is as a streamer you've got to play what you enjoy because if you enjoy the game it's going to come across to your audience if you if you're hating the game and you're forcing it it, it's it's, no one's going to be engaged because you're not engaged
0: i think that's actually what i was about to say is isaac yeah you might get a few less viewers at first because of the drop thing but you wanted the next big game because you wanted to enjoy something and exactly, um, yeah. and if you enjoy something on stream, people are going to be more wanting to watch you because you're in a better mood. You're in a better, you're, you give out a better vibe, I guess. Unless you're just some toxic guy that everyone loves to watch rage. Um, yep. which which, <laughs> which is a thing, you know. A lot of people do that yeah. and it can be funny. Um, and then obviously you get the opposite where Hans is a very niche game and he owns that game basically. So it's kind of um, and maybe you see more viewers coming to that game because they don't want to watch everyone playing Run, They want to watch Company of Heroes or uh, I don't know. Yeah. But.
4: Yeah, it's a good point you raised there. I definitely feel like, I mean, generally though, I mean, with the lockdown in place, have you got, has everybody seen an increase in viewers um, just across the board yeah. or?
2: Hard to say because um, obviously I've been moving game. around games recently, yeah. especially with Valorant now. But uh, somewhat, yeah, before Valorant came out, for what I was doing, there was a small increase, yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I just want to go one piece of advice from each five of you. Um, For someone who wants to grow their stream, who gets a couple of viewers, if that, or you know, just hit affiliate, you know, obviously that oh we just hit affiliate, but it's actually only three viewers, which is great. But realistically, um, you actually want to grow your stream. What's your number one tip? I guess so. uh, Toby, we'll start with you, and we'll go round round my face, going round clockwise.
5: Um, be unique. You know, if you create unique content, like when I was playing Ring of Elysium for like. 11 months or whatever it was, I did this goes back to the YouTube stuff. I did educational YouTube videos on like recall patterns. um, When big new seasons would come out. And there was like a new adventure pass and stuff. I would do like update videos. And like some of those got like 3.4k views 2.2k. And it was because no one else was making that kind of video in the ring of Elysium scene. And it helped me grow to potentially the number one UK streamer in the game, which while it was only a small game, you know, getting those 3.4k viewers of a game with 10k players was pretty good. And I always thought that if like you blew that up to like CSGO sizes, you know, with like, let's even just say to a game with like 100k viewers, that uh, 100k players, that 3.4k would then turn into like 34k. But of course, you then have a lot more people making those kind of videos, So you've just got to be the unique one that makes the content that you think is no one else is doing. But that is also entertaining or useful, and that's what I did with the educational stuff.
0: How would you make something new, unique in a game like I don't know, Valorant or Counter Strike, if you wanted to make it in those games? Because that's the hard part, I guess, isn't it? If you want to make it in a saturated game. Yeah, how would you make and that's unique? why
5: that's why I think educational stuff is so <clears throat> so easy because like you can literally like I'm pretty sure you could still go on YouTube now and type in like how to use the lvoac in Ring of Lycium. and I think my video would be one of the first one that pops up because you can look for a you can, Isaac's checking me out now. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. actually yeah, going for some water. For I was going to prove you, um, you a note. No, it doesn't come up, Toby, actually. Nope. <laughs> um, but like, you could literally, like. I mean, just go on YouTube and search anything with like, uh, I mean, some of you might not know what I, Isaac will probably know, like Sage uh, slow orb lineups for retaking sites. And if there's no video, you can go and go in game, go in a custom match, find some, make a three minute video that people then if they search that up and you just do that 10 times with 10 different videos, then you've got a much higher chance of having people see them and then, of course, be like, Oh, I also stream on Twitch these days. And then they come in and be like, Oh, hey, that was a cool video. And then, you know, that's Goodness. that's a really easy way of attracting them in. You know, then it's the whole case of getting them back multiple times. But that's a different story.
4: Um, for me, I would say for new streamers, um, or affiliates, uh well first of all, if you if you become affiliate, don't think you've made it. I think too many people think that, you know, once they get affiliate, they've they're uh, like ahead and they've done so much thing and then they could drop everything, uh start to quit their job and everything. But no, don't do that because it's gonna backfire. A lot of people get burnt out too quickly. Um, so I would say that. I know it might sound a bit cruel to say that, but just you know, be be smart about it. And the second thing I would say is try and find something niche to play as well. I would say, you know, be so, if you instead of like playing something big like Valorant, find a game that's got not too niche, but you know, it's got still a good community. It could be even an older game, but as long as it's got a good community and there's not much, you know, content being made for it, you could be like the number one streamer for that game if you, you know, found the right thing for you. Um, so, I, I would definitely recommend doing that. Find something kind of niche, but uh, not too niche. Nice. Yeah,
3: um, I got a couple of ways actually. Um, I think the first one being. Um... What works for everyone else is not going to work for you, necessarily. Be yourself and find what works for you. I see so many people, like someone's doing like a 24-hour stream and they're like, I'm going to do a 24-hour stream. Everyone's raving about these 24-hour streams. They can't do it because it's really hard. It's a very long time to stream. You're not necessarily going to have any viewers for 24 hours, and it's not necessarily the way to grow. Um, So don't necessarily go for what everyone else is doing. um, And also don't be scared of Asking for feedback, I would say, like, if if you're not seeing any growth, like, go into your analyst, um, oh, my God, I am not British. I cannot pronounce these words sometimes. But, you know, like, when when you check your stats and you see, like, okay, maybe Mondays is the worst day. You're not getting any viewers downstream Mondays. Maybe do Tuesdays when you see your peak time is these hours, et cetera. Or ask your community for feedback. Like, why do you like my content? Why do you not like it? Like, don't be scared to ask and get that feedback, because that can be very valuable to to help you growth.
0: Yeah, I think taking, uh, I can't say it now, I'm not English either, I am, but. um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm (laughs) not the only one. Constructive criticism um, is a a big, um, you need to be able to take it, because people are going to give it to you, so you have to be able to take it. Um, But yeah, I think think that's that's a very good point. I think, um, but you also touched on, you know, make sure you do what you want to do, because I think, as we touched on earlier in this, this podcast the mental side of streaming is probably the hardest part of it so if you're not doing something you're happy with if you're you're doing some streaming which you're not happy with you're playing a game you don't like but just for the views um that's gonna take a big toll on you um but yeah Uh,
2: isaac um i think i'll probably go with some of a cliche one and say a schedule is a big thing because i know personally when i go into a stream um i i don't want to sound harsh but i mean i don't want to I'm not going to spend my time making a bond with a streamer I want to watch if I don't think they're going to be committed to it. Because what's the point of bonding with a streamer? You know, you really like watching their stuff, and then suddenly they just stop streaming for two months or whatever, or you just don't know what time they're going to be streaming. One day they stream in your time zone, and then for the next two weeks they haven't streamed in your time zone you haven't been able to watch. So when someone comes into a stream, they look underneath your stream, they see, oh, this person's always streaming when I'm free and I'm watching Twitch. Perfect, I'm going to start watching this person and build a bond with them that's great um so i'd say a yeah, schedule is a big one because it gives the viewer confidence that you know they're not wasting their time watching you building up a bond and then you're just going to disappear on them
0: yeah and i think actually if people want to sub to your channel they'll 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 notice they'll they'll watch you a few times before they sub and they'll make hmm. sure you're actually streaming every day or get or, or yeah. the most out of their sub i guess yeah. if you say that you think you're gonna stream once a month they're not going to sub because
1: that's waste money i guess um yeah um, for me it would be treat your viewers as people and not a number. Um, I think you can get wrapped up in the stats of uh, twitch. Um, I think like like I say over the last couple of years I've made some great friends people that I want to meet in real life now. If I get kidnapped I get kidnapped, but let's hope not but they the people you know what I mean they. Um, I don't know, you can build connections with people and if you build a connection with someone they're always going to come back um, to hang out and I think you've got to treat that as the same as in real life you know, if you've got a group of friends around you that you go to the pub with why, why are those five people always with you you know, going to the pub with you because they enjoy your company and if you treated those people at the pub as a number just like, yeah, let's just get more and more people into the pub it's, it's do you know what I mean they're not, it's not going to work so that's that's my um, thought I mean,
0: that's all great advice I think. Um, okay, so just like a, a last one before we do like a Q&A. Um, what like what are your future plans for your streams? So obviously give yourselves a shout out or something, but also I mean, what's your future plans for the next couple of months or a year or whatever you wanna whatever you wanna your goals are, I guess at the moment. Maybe say maybe say what your goal is. I mean everyone should everyone should have their own goals. I think it's the best way to motivate yourself. So what is your current goal and what games are gonna be what you what the stream? Uh yeah, Toby start
5: um, (laughs) So I don't have a goal, I, um, so I want to do, as I said earlier, more educational stuff on Valorant, um, obviously that's coming after uni assignments, but after the 23rd, I'm free for, well, till September, as if it lets us out, um, but goal-wise, I really don't know, I just, I guess, just, I think last year I set myself goals that are You know what I mean when I say like, stats that you can't really control like subs and like, you know, as much as you can work towards increasing that number, you can't really control it in a accurate measure. Whereas like, with the I can stream eight hours a day, five days a week, if you know, that's my goal, I can do one YouTube video every week, if that's my goal. And I want to work more towards having stuff like that, maybe a a new educational video out every two weeks or something, rather than having like the, I want to hit 20 average viewers every stream or whatever. Because like, as much as, as much as I can try and work towards them, I can't directly, you know, just put in more effort and they will go up. Because you can, you can definitely put in effort in the wrong places in streaming.
0: I agree. And actually, coming from a poker background, um, monetary, monetary um, goals are the worst goals to make. You should never make monetary goals. You make goals which um, you can control, because like in poker, there's variance as well. It's the same with Twitch, it's the same with anything. Um, you should make a goal which you can control, be it you know effort you put in, or um, yeah, just hours or amount of, amount of research, you do amount of like you know, work behind the scenes or anything. Those kind of goals, um, you can have some goals like maybe follow accounts, or who knows, but like generally monetary goals or number goals can be pretty tricky and disappointing. But achievable goals are the ones you should be making, not ones which are going to disappoint you later. Um, if you don't, but I guess if you want to push yourself to the top, maybe you should be making those. Um, as long as you can bounce back, I okay. guess. Uh, Hands. Um,
4: well, for me, I think I've got two goals really. One is to get the right work-life balance. I think because I, my social life is not existent really at the moment. Um, I live really rural up in Scotland. Um, I'm really far, you know, so I've been in effectively locked down way longer than most people because it's just like, so, it's like so far away from the nearest town kind of thing. And, uh, and since I moved up fairly recently, I've literally not, you know, um, cause I used to live right in the south coast of Brighton. Uh, so I, you know, it's, I don't know anybody up here, so I need to try and get, you know, go out and actually do, do something here. So I think that will help me become a better streamer because, um, I just feel better mentally because I, you know, I could go to, you know, go down to the pub and meet, meet some mates or whatever, which would be great. Uh, and then well on the streaming side of things specifically, I want to go out there and uh, push my brand further, like I was talking about earlier, with you know, trying to get someone to push me onto like magazines and that kind of thing, a you know, PC Gamer magazine or like a, in the news, maybe that kind of thing. Just just giving my name out there. To be known as like the, the strategy streamer for the UK was kind of my my kind of number one goal really.
3: Um, yeah, for me it's um I mean I can relate to a lot of what you just said actually, because um between juggling everything finding a social life is extremely hard um so it's it's like finding that balance definitely um I, it's been nearly four years i still haven't found that balance um <laughs> it's not that easy but uh, for me it's all about the community i'm i'm not i'm not like one of those streamers who's really really excelling at a game and that's just my target audience i'm 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 Loving discovering all of the new releases of indie games and things like that. And that's that's for me, it's just what I want to keep doing um, to cover those games, um, talk about them, play some games together as well. Some of them are multiplayer, like involve the community a little bit and just give everyone like a very nice, chill place to hang out really and, and talk about our common passion for games.
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah, that, that's interesting. Cause
2: for me, I'm almost kind of the opposite because so when I started my stream, like I said, Counter Strike solely. Um, and in the last year, year and a half, I've been doing variety. But uh, with Valorant, I think at least short term, I I miss focusing on one game and really concentrating on it. And I think maybe my goal for the short term is to push out some content for Valorant. So like I said, I've been slacking my YouTube. I had not really put anything up in there in ages. And I think I might start trying to do some content for Valorant and like I said I just want to focus on Valorant at least for the short in the short term like I said it's only been a week it's early days who knows maybe the game will evolve and I'll start to hate it soon but for now I'm enjoying it I think short term I want to be focusing on that putting out some content for that I think but
0: one thing wrong in that sentence Isaac
2: I think start. I'm
0: going to. You're going to.
2: Okay, yeah, sorry. I'm going to. Well, I didn't have the goal set, but you know what? After this week, um, we like I said, in the last couple of days, <laughs> it was literally the last couple of days, I was thinking you know what? I want to step up my YouTube again for Valorant and put some stuff out for that. So yeah, I will. that will be my goal. I
1: will set that up. Just a side question for you on that, Isaac. Do mm-hmm. you think it's easier to become more successful, say, in Valorant, if you was part of a team, grinding tournaments, leagues, matches, or if you was a solo streamer, entertainer, and just doing, like, games with viewers, or, yeah. or do you know I mean? becoming more like important in that game.
2: I mean, that's an interesting one, because obviously we can't really know yet, because we're only a weekend, and the successful people have been the people with the key drops. Um, but if we look back to CS, which I guess you'd say is a very comparable game, um I always thought about this back when I was playing competitively because if I put more time into playing competitively and less time into streaming, it's kind of a gamble because in the end, I did want to be a streamer. Um, But you'll see some players who made it to the top and then didn't want to play anymore and went to streaming, and obviously they made it huge. It's a big gamble because if you focus more on the competitive playing matches and not streaming much, if you don't make it, you haven't made your name and you go back to streaming and you haven't made any progress there. So, it's kind of like a trade-off, and that's why I was so lucky that for a good year and a half, I had that team where I could stream everything while playing competitively, so I was getting the best of both worlds. But then the problem was when when I left that team, I couldn't find another one like that, and that was where my content kind of struggled for a while because I was still, I, I'm really competitive, I like competing, and I just couldn't find that balance for competing because everybody who was offering to play with me was pretty much saying, you know, we don't want to stream the practices and the matches and stuff, oh, which awesome. meant I would have had to cut my streaming in at least half. And yeah. even then, it's like, it's so I don't know, it felt more taxing doing it off stream and then going to stream after. So, yeah, i say it's early days for Valorant. I don't know what's going to be the popular side of it. I don't even know if it's going to be popular. Obviously, I hope that Riot end up pushing the game a lot, but who knows, maybe people end up not enjoying it because Overwatch, I know, became a bit, people didn't enjoy watching it as much because it's hard to follow because of all the abilities and stuff. It's not a game like Counter-Strike where you can watch it and you've never played it before and you can just see what's going on. When there's abilities flying left, right, and center, people get confused and they don't find it as fun to watch. So cool. in terms of Valorant, I think that's going to time will tell on that. Yep. Um,
1: I think my main goal is to become a well-known figure within Counter-Strike. Um, like I say, I played the game for 17 years put my heart and soul into it i think one thing i try and do throughout my community and streams is try and change the mindset of the Counter Strike community and i know that's crazy but i hate it at the minute like it's such a terrible environment um and it puts off a lot of new players um and you know even though i see isaac as well you know with skilled players and we would still play with anyone who's just starting the game, or they're not very, very good, and it's it's welcoming welcoming those into the game that you love. And I think a lot of people um, don't do that as streamers, where they're just like, "I'm too good to play with you." You know, I don't I don't care if you're your your crap. I'll just flame you. And it's probably trying to change that mindset of what our community is for the game. Um, because, like I say, passionate, I love it. I'd, I'd probably die for it. And um, yeah, that's something i I want to try and encourage.
0: Okay. Thanks everyone. I mean, we're going to do a quick Q and A. We've got a few questions in chat, um, put some more in if you need guys, but yeah. Um, start off, we've we'll just, we've kind of covered this a bit, but um, any advice you'd give starting streamers? So obviously we've covered someone who's, you know, two, three viewers, I guess, um, or and wants to grow or 10 viewers wants to grow. Um, I guess, what would, what would you want to do? If you, if you're starting, you hadn't started streaming yet. You're thinking you might get into it. What are the reasons why you'd get into it? Like, I mean, uh, you got the money, obviously, but we, we, that can't be a reason we to start. You have to love it, in my opinion. But yeah. what, what your, what's your guys' thoughts?
4: Have fun is the number one reason. I'd say that's why I got into it. So yeah, just make sure you're having fun. If you're not having fun, don't do it. um If you go into it with a mindset that you want to make money, you're not going to succeed. Period.
3: And also lower your expectations. Money is not going to come flying.
2: <laughs> yeah, i say streaming is just for pe- people who just if you just want to chat with people, streaming is great because and. I mean, it's not necessarily strictly this, but I mean, if you have one game that you're really passionate about, and that was me with CS, when I started streaming, you know, I really like just talking about it, uh, telling people about stuff they didn't know about the game and stuff like that. So, um, especially if you have one game that you really like, streaming is great to touch to talk to like-minded people about it.
3: Nice. I I think... um... Finding out why you're streaming is important. Why are you streaming? Do you want to make a living out of it further down the line? Are you just doing it just to hang out with your friends? Or, like, if you find out why you're streaming, you can kind of orientate your goals further around that. If that...
1: Yeah, I think like what Hans said as well is like, don't be afraid to stream. Like, most people, when you think, well, I certainly did when I come to stream, you've got to stream a game. But like, don't think that anymore. The, the landscapes changed. you know, just if you like cooking? Like stream that if you um like yeah make up streams like you're saying nice earlier, stream that, you know, it's, it's whatever you're passionate about, put your energy into that on the stream. Yeah.
0: That was good. Okay, next question. Have, um okay, this is quite an interesting one, I think, and I've I've thought about it as well. I mean, do you think streamers struggle if they don't have a camera? Yes. Yeah, webcam.
4: Uh yes and no i've seen some people succeed without cameras um there's like people have like uh what's that thing
1: lyrics a bit lyric
4: doesn't have a camera and um what's the guy with the panda face baru i think he's the one doesn't have a camera yeah Yeah, he does really well so there are instances of people succeeding without cameras but i think they've been around since the start um if you should be to start now i think definitely having a camera would be a huge benefit but you don't have to have a camera in the sense that you could use maybe an avatar as well. I've seen people use like, um, like an anime avatar or a cartoon avatar of themselves. And people have had success with that because that may be a lot cuter to look at than maybe if you, if you maybe look at <laughs> for instance. <laughs> <laughs> that is just an example, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think is. you can
3: also make it like if if you just have a very entertaining personality, like some people use sound bolts, things like that. Or you don't necessarily have to put your face on there to make it but i think it again comes with what people are used to like if i stream without a cam most people will be like oh why well, don't you have your camera on today because they like seeing what like how i'm reacting to the games that's what they enjoy like that might not necessarily work for me but maybe i'll do it because i'm not feeling great one day but you know there's definitely people who can make it without a cam a cam isn't 100 like you made it if you have a camera so i think it's just like finding the balance like your audience and and how you sell your personality as such?
4: I think with a camera, it comes off as like, you know, you can, you can have a personal bond with somebody. They can actually see you physically and they can yeah. see your raw emotions and stuff. So they have a, they can have a better connection with you. And that's why I think they're probably more likely to stick around and get invested in your channel. So that's why I think a camera is definitely recommended
0: for, st- for streaming. I think one thing I actually I, I struggle with is um, quite a lot of time when I watch streams, I don't have the sound on. Um, I might, you know, lie in bed or something and watching a stream or, or just at night or something. I don't, I don't know, just something in the morning and I might not have have the volume on to not disturb anyone else or just just to generally just you know chill and watch a game or something but actually a webcam having that you do have a bit of interaction in the sense that you see the person's reactions as you say or or whatever and it ends if I don't want a webcam I'll watch a professional match probably I'll watch you know Astralis versus FaZe or whatever and I don't need the sound on again I just I just watch it but so I'd say probably 50% of the time I watch streams I don't have the sound on Uh, which is probably the same for some people I don't know but maybe I'm Uh, so if, if you don't have the sound on then you're literally just watching someone play counter strike who is is no offense to like whatever is not you know is not a, a device or an eco or um so technically uh, so i think a webcam does help a lot personalize with that person and make them the influencer um in that in that sense
2: yeah it's just it's not a make or break but generally i'd say a webcam does help but yeah it's not make or break there's plenty of people who have been successful, successful with that, like we said, but um, it is always nice. And I feel like that is a, it is kind of something that is kind of synonymous with Twitch, isn't it? Most of the time, if you think of a Twitch stream, you do think of someone's face in the side and then the gameplay in the middle. So it's not make or break, but it definitely does help, I reckon, most of the time with the majority of viewers. Yep. Uh, okay,
0: Hans, got a question for you uh did you feel making the trip to US TwitchCon um and the EU one gain uh, did you gain a lot from it i mean obviously that's part of networking i mean do you think it was do you think it was yeah, worth totally. it i um, think
4: i think it's so important to show that you're willing to travel um to these events especially like if you're from the uk and you go to all the way over to san diego and you you meet like one, some american company uh and they be like wow you came all the way over here so they shows show you're dedicated um uh, you know to to what you're doing and uh, they love to see that so they know that you're you know you're going to put the work in um to to be there to be present and to um, get involved with with you know all things gaming i guess um you know a lot of these conventions um so not just twitchcon I, you know i would recommend going to all of these conventions because you can you can meet so many types of uh, companies not just companies that sell computers like uh pc gamer or uh wait so uh look you see overclocker sorry um corsair and all these other companies right you know you want to go there you can you speak to those guys but there's also other things as well when i went to twitchcon um NA, I a uh, i saw companies for like energy drinks um, and uh, like you know supplements to help you know keep you focused while gaming, as well as um, service providers for like keeping your analytics in check. Um, so, oh, you know, and if you build relationships with these guys, that that they'll help you, um, you know, and and work with you to further your career as a streamer, Basically, you know, so I, I definitely recommend to to go to these events for sure. They'll
0: definitely, I, I actually met you at, um, at Twitch London, didn't I? So, I mean, we've met each other three, four times at Twitch London. So. Um, and that's why we grew our relationship, which is, I think, mutually beneficial. Um, and uh, well, let alone the fact that I think we're friends. So, you know, we're, I think it's actually mutually beneficial in many ways. But um, yeah, I mean, we might have a different view on our friendship, but I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not friendship, no. Cool, um, oh, yeah. Um, someone's asked if, if I wanted to stream through my console only. Does, does anyone have any console stuff? Um, what kind of headset should I use, i.e. mic not connected to PC? Does anyone have any... Um, advice on that old experience?
1: By PC. Um... <laughs> PC, PC
0: it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess get a wireless headset, I guess. Um, Asus, they're our sponsor, find one of those. There you go. Um, but yeah, wireless headset, I guess, will do, do you the job. Um, um,
4: yeah, I guess, like when it comes to headset, if you wear glasses, make sure it's comfortable to wear for long periods mm-hmm. of time. I found like, you know, it's pain and- um, for me personally, because I, I always get uh, companies saying, "Hey, try a headset out. You know, we'll pay you to, to, to use or never." But I, you know, it's very few headsets that I can wear that actually are quite comfortable while wearing glasses for a long period of time. Um, so make sure that you know you, you find a pair that you can wear for a long time without them getting, you know, pitting against your ear because that could be really painful after you know a four four plus hour long stream.
3: And just quickly on on the console thing, like if you um, want to stream from console, I find that. For me, it works best to have like just a capture card, and you just use it on your PC because that way, it's so much easier to engage with your chat. You have like your monitors to get everything sorted. And like if you just have your console, you're going to struggle to see everything at once, and maybe some people just have like their phone on the side. So I think overall, it's easier, personally, to stream from a PC. And then if you want to do console games, to so just get a capture card and then just set it up on the PC.
2: Unless you make a, you, you can make it look nicer as well when you're doing it from a capture card, can't you? Because I don't know how yeah, it works. So. I don't actually have a console to stream from, but literally you can only have like a webcam. You can't really put an overlay if you're streaming straight from your console, can you, or anything like that?
3: Um, Probably not, not as no, far as I, far as I so. know. Yeah. But if you do it like from your PC, like with OBS or exactly. whatever capture software you're using, yeah. you can just, you just use your capture card and you just put your overlay or whatever you want shown on the stream on top of that. So it's quite handy.
2: More customizability like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, another question here is um, kind of a nice problem to have, but then I guess it's it's kind of a unique situation as well. So everyone's obviously at home at the moment in lockdown, uh, and he's getting quite a lot of subs, um, extra subs than he would normally get, I guess maybe. Um, but how do you then grow from that once everyone goes back to work? Um, and there's going to be there's naturally going to be a dip probably in a bit of viewership, bit of bit of sub revenue because everyone's back at work. I don't know. Um, how would how do you continue your growth from there? And I mean, I guess you could you could. Almost to give the advice from a seasonal point of view, where you feel like you know there's some seasons where you get higher higher subs than lower. What how do you deal with that, or how do you grow from grow from there? I guess
1: uh, I'm actually sub to the person whose question came in, <laughs> um, and I think in terms of that, like that that person's blown up over the last few weeks, um, and it's it's then keeping on top of that, and I think that's actually quite hard because. You've got to be out there streaming every day and just being, you know, creating content, 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 giving more people. It because you've got, you've got that sub list now. You've got that viewership. You've got to start letting those people uh, have that content to share around their friends, and then it'll just keep growing as a snowball effect. Um, and that's now the point where you just can't stop. That that's. For me, I don't think that you know that person in particular will will dip now. I don't think it's seasonal for them. I think they've had their boom moment, and it's you've just got to keep going with it. And if you say you took a couple of weeks off streaming, then you're gonna lose it. Um, but yeah, God knows what's gonna happen if that you know when you go back to work. It's how do you how do you juggle both, or where do you make that decision? Do I you know do you stop full time work, or you know that that's tough. Mm. tough. It's gonna I
2: mean it's it's gonna be tough to keep everybody from this weird time period where everybody's at home almost all the time um all you can really do is try and find a schedule where you get in a nice range of hours where you can i i I don't know how international the audience is but you know where people from different time zones can maybe catch at least some of the stream and stick to that schedule uh obviously if it's after work just find a few set hours where you'll be able to after work each day um I think schedule is always such a big thing with streaming, so yeah, mm. if you just have a few hours where people know you're going to be there, a lot of them will make the effort to come there at that time if they know that you're going to be there.
1: Yeah. I think that well, I, I was yeah. going say is I think it's interesting because I actually thought this period with everyone with the pandemic staying at home. For me personally i'm being very cautious with my pennies and i've actually reduced the amount of people i'm subbed to just to be like oh i don't know when my next income's coming or how much etc um so i'm quite surprised at how much people are still subbing and donating and you know when it's a difficult time Um, i thought it'd be the other way around where the viewers would go up but the the monetary value of of stream would go down but doesn't seem to be the case at the moment
0: Hmm. i actually think the fact that you've asked that question is a great stepping stone in the sense that you're mentally prepared for it already. A lot of people will think, oh I've now got hundred, two hundred, three hundred subs, whatever, like all of a sudden, and then they'll go, right, I can get a thousand now, I can get two thousand now, get whatever. If you're mentally prepared for the fact that there might be a dip back down, and you might you might be like I get a thousand. Very easily like, it could definitely happen. These things snowball they can happen. Um but if you're mentally prepared for the fact that you're not gonna be in you, you might not so it'd be an overnight sensation or whatever or um then that's that's a very good stepping stone mentally to then move on my my opinion. Um but yeah obviously hopefully you can keep it going but yeah um, yeah it's
3: it's always important to to remember if you've had a big Event or something, and you do see like a big increase, you will have a drop, and it's going to happen. It might be gradually, or it might just be like boom—you lost five hundred subs in one day—and you think, "Wow, what did I do wrong? What what happened?" You have to remember: maybe one month ago you had a special event; it was a birthday stream or something, and people were feeling extra generous. Like you always have to be prepared that numbers are going to go up and down, but it doesn't necessarily um, reflect—sorry—reflect on your overall growth.
0: Gifted Mm -hmm. subs can inflate as well. Like gifted subs might not be there the next month. month.
4: yeah, you should just treat it all as a bonus, to be honest. If you treat it as a bonus, then you won't be disappointed when it drops off. Um, you know, and that's coming back to what we talked about earlier about mentality. You know, you don't want to be, you know, be super depressed if you lose all those subs. So if you, again, like you treat it, you know, in the first instance as a bonus, then you won't be upset.
0: Great, another question. Uh, Hans, you do this quite well, so I'll ask this one to you. I mean, people, other people, please chip in afterwards. Um, as a streamer, do you, and if so, how? Interact with game developers, community managers, and and uh, like giving them feedback on the game and stuff. And like I know you've worked with Company of Heroes quite closely. And yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Um, well, basically, I think my work with Company Heroes has led me to be invited to uh, you know to be flown out to other companies and help you know them work at their their studios and stuff. But um, yeah, just be an expert at what you do. I guess um, you know not not everybody can be, but if you're really good at something, you, you're really knowledgeable about game mechanics that kind of thing. Uh, then, you know, a lot of the times the developers aren't actually that good at their games. Um, you know, most of them are below average, actually. So, you know, horrible to say that, I know, but it's true. I mean, the, the people that are good in a developer studio are kind of their are the balance testers. And they're the ones that practice the game and play against each other to just try to get the balance. But they don't know the ins and outs of the game. And that's where, you know, um, as a an expert player, your insight, your expertise is going to come in and helping to maybe, you know, improve the game currently or help them make a sequel. Uh, of of you know of that first game. So for instance, you know with Company Heroes, I was there to help make the sequel Company Heroes Two. I was flown out to Vancouver Studios by Relic Entertainment, um, you know, and helped work with them. Gave them advice on you know which is what they should do. This is where they're going wrong. You know you got to be frank with them as well and say you know, um, you know if you if you generally think this is a bad bad you know marketing decision or like a bad business decision, you, you could chip in there as well You You'd be frank with them. They they more more happy to listen to you if they're if they're reasonable um however if you're trying to work with like a newer studio i've had difficulties with 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 um a newer studio that i've um tried to you know, talk with but because they're so new and they don't know how really to kind of handle community in, in feedback they think um their way is the right way or, or, you know sometimes with like these indie studios so you've got to be careful about where you you don't want to be burning any bridges basically as well there's always a way to give it.
0: There's always yeah a way to say
4: it. Um, yeah you've got to try and say it the right way but sometimes you know, you, you know you can't always assume that your way is the right way as well. You've got to try and think, you know, be open-minded as well. Listen to other people's feedback and criticisms and try and give the most logical and balanced, you know, arguments. So you got to have that kind of skill as well if you want to try and work with game development.
0: Anyone else got any advice for that
3: one? I think just, like, in general, always remember to be professional when you're working with, like, companies. Um, I've seen so many tweets that I just... People are so demanding. Like, if there's a new release, and people are tweeting out, like, community managers are tweeting out, like, okay, who wants a key? People are like, oh me. Like, they're being really rude about it. But all it takes, honestly, most of the time, I've, I've got a key from just being polite, sending an email, find out who can you contact, tell them about yourself. Why should you get a key instead of just demanding? Oh yeah, I would. I would stream this. Give me a key and things like this. Um, if you do get close with a developer or a particular game that you're kind of promoting or also remember, like, you have value as well. Like, a lot of people do so much things for free without actually realizing that their social media, their stream, their content is actually worth something. So you see a lot of people falling in this place where they, they just do a lot of work for free. So you also have to find a balance of, yeah, you still want to work with these companies, but you also have to remember that what you do for them is also exposure so it's finding a little bit of a balance but always be professional and yeah just just pick your pick your encounters wisely i guess
0: actually coming back to twitch london again um i think i've been for the last four or five but they've always got game developers there and they're always willing to they're they it's obvious for them to go to there because their twitch streamers are there, and as soon as they you just go chat to them i mean i've chatted I've to loads of game developers see if they used to uh like i don't know all, the, all sorts. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't play them myself, really, but um, they're all there to chat to the streamers. That's the whole point. Um, to go to these network events, be it Twitch Cons, be it uh, Twitch London's, be it whatever, and um, interact with their other streamers for a start, but also chat to the game developers. Again, um, and as as you said, ice emailing, you can find a contact somewhere online easily for for a lot of these games. Um, yeah. They 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 weren't always. Most kind of you but. I I mean
3: the worst case is no I mean it doesn't hurt like if you yeah if you're really interested in a game or to work with someone it just takes an email just introduce yourself say what you would like to do for them or what what you were hoping they could do for you just start a conversation a lot of the time can bring you places and give you opportunities and I think that's where a lot of people are struggling to find opportunities because they're not reaching out and they expect people to come to you but that's not necessarily going to happen.
4: That's yeah. so why I always say like going to these events are so, so important as well is because if you meet someone face to face they can't like run away from you and ignore you basically' so <laughs> be rude right so they, they have to speak to you so then you, you can initiate that conversation and build a genuine bond with that person as well um so you know if they if they can you know see you and you know see your personality um that's a lot you know you can show that through but you know a lot more than obviously through an email so I would definitely say that's why it's so important to head to as many gaming conventions as you possibly can really
2: sometimes and sometimes even a no in that initial instance can lead to a yes in the future because if you you know put yourself forward well and give some nice information about yourself you may not be a fit for whatever they're doing then but they may they may note you down and say oh this person's actually interested in this stuff we have something in the future coming up with that we'll get back into contact with them later when this uh whatever this project is is further forward so even a, a no can end up being something positive in the long run so just no, always I just present yourself so as well as you can
0: don't burn your bridges like Hans was saying because if someone says no to you and you come back with a salty response then i'll i won't work with you again or whatever you know like um yeah. straight up i mean I've, I've a lot of times when we're let's say we're not ready to pick up someone our team now or whatever i don't know you see that all that all our streamer if you see them still around in a year's time you might be okay they're still around they're there they're there for good right we'll pick them up now those things take time but they have yeah if you present yourself in a good way for a long time happens yeah next question um donation goal on your stream is it worth it is it not worth it um do people see it as begging do people like um are they are they helpful or not yeah Mm, depends what you
1: go for yeah like i i think if there's a goal people might like to know where their money's going um so for me i've got a goal up at the moment that i'm going to bleach my hair and it's going to be something where it's like okay something's going to happen when we reach that goal so you know that people might donate to see that happen um i think some people if they've got a goal up, say look i need to pay for i don't know a wedding or something like that you know people want to support that for that person um but at the same time like you like he says it can be seen I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it as begging but i think it's sort of like I don't know. I don't know actually. It's it's, it's such a tough one because I've had goals up a, a handful of times but then I don't usually over the last two yeah, years. Same. I uh, think I,
3: it's like very 50-50 it depends on who you're asking. It's a matter of opinion because sometimes you might put up a goal for something that will help the stream for instance if people want to see you I don't know get a green screen or you know a better camera, a better microphone, something mm, like that. People yeah. might be more um I guess willing to to chip in towards it. I think transparency where the money is going is definitely important. You're not just like, give me a thousand pounds, you know, just put up like there, give it to me. Like for me, being a full time streamer, it's my only source of income. Um, but I think a lot of people, I mean, we kind of touched on the topic before, like being a full time streamer and like what are the struggles. One of the struggles is people think you've made it. As soon as you become a partner or something, people are like, You made it. You don't need you don't need the sub. I'll just go find a small streamer who's not made it. Oh, you know, it's 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 sometimes just a like daily reminder, just putting up a very small goal, like maybe 20 pounds or something, just to be like, people like filling up the goals as well. It they see you happy. Um, it's just that kind of reminding them that this this is actually your only form of income. Yes, it's free and it's never expected, but it does help. It's if you want to keep enjoying the community and the stream that's that's basically how it's done it's like through your generosity through tipping or subbing um or gifting or something just to help help it going so it's like a bittersweet thing it's like it can help you but it can also put some people off i think it's just a matter of opinion honestly yeah
2: there's no cover all answer uh, it's case by case some people like some people don't depends what you're doing the goal for i'd say but i'd say the majority of people when it's something's specifically to make the stream better i think hardly anyone is ever going to have a gripe with that you know i think i had a goal uh, a couple years ago to get a new cpu because my cpu was struggling to stream Counter strike at the time and then no i don't think a single person had a gripe with me having that one up but obviously if you have something up for even if it's something superfluous sometimes people it's really a case-by-case basis you can't say Domino's it's a good pizza. thing or a bad thing <laughs> yeah even <laughs> Domino's Pizza some people respect and they'll say you know what yeah. you deserve that today <laughs> so yeah case by case basis you can't just say it's a good or a bad thing yeah
4: it's the ones like it's like $200 for paying rent or something yeah that's that's a no yeah that's a, yeah. a red flag that yeah. I see that's there. yeah nah.
2: hmm. I, I, I mean some I, but then some people will say oh that's just for the I'll happily donate towards that so again mm. it's just case by case I reckon oh, if oh, I, I saw really rent creepy, I'd be creepy. like oh
0: I would agree, but if it's for something like rent, you've obviously made a mistake in your life where you. Oh yeah, that's you, true. That's have got true. to the point where you, you're too late. You're like, you like, you've almost. What have you done to get to the stage where you basically? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I feel like that. That's more begging, in my opinion. Than um, I could be wrong again. But and some people are in a situation yeah. where they need that.
1: But hmm. um, I think it's. So what are you doing on your own accord to like? help yeah. that as well if you're sitting eight hours a day on the stream and not yeah, getting exactly, any yeah. revenue in, you're not really you get helping to get a job, go get, yeah, yeah, go. yeah go get a part-time job, job yeah. and yeah, yeah and that's with some you know, support that's it, yeah, yeah. But, um
0: yeah and i actually personally think that i'm way more likely to donate someone if they've got a goal actually i think i think i am um uh, i i yes yeah, so i don't i don't see anything
2: I don't yeah i guess i guess because it's nice to see you you're helping them out and you see the progress visually yeah, exactly. on the stream rather than you know donation goes in pop-up comes up and then once that's gone oh okay and it was over if it but is you see like, that you help towards something
0: if it is something for like twitchcon or something like that as well i mean a lot of yeah. these people will go to twitchcon because they want to meet their favorite streamers if they see that you need they need to hit a goal to, for you to meet them they might donate to go you know for you to go so they can meet you yeah. as well and it's Ooh. stuff like that um uh, i agree
5: i think cool. there's a the psychology behind donations as well with like let's say you have a hundred pound goal and you already have like 80 in there i think someone's way more likely mm-hmm. to donate the last 20 yeah. than if you have none in there and they're starting it at 20 i don't know i feel like it'd be really scummy to test it by like <laughs> <you're> <laughs> to to
2: day. no yeah you're so probably like, right because probably get some endorphins, 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 endorphins going endorphins, yeah. when you make that bar hit the top and you're
5: like yes i am the yeah. one who's completed
2: it yeah that's a actually a good point yeah. all right so nice fun. idea for my next stream toby thank yeah. you yeah. starting oh, at nice 80 thank you very much yeah.
0: People have done that as well. I th- I also Probably, think if yeah. You're, if you're a small streamer starting a goal at too big, like a thousand, and it's going to be ten pounds yeah. for ages, then people aren't going to donate because it's, you know, then their their five pounds not going to make a difference really, or it doesn't mm. feel, or doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it will. um Awesome. I think the other questions generally we've covered. I'll we'll be putting this on YouTube uh soon. um Someone asked when we're playing Fate five o'clock on this channel. I need to find a streamer to cast us still, but we're. Um, Counter-Strike team, one more chance to get MDL. So tune in at five o'clock for that. At uh, UK time, that is. Um, cool. Uh, Ice, are you streaming now? Do you want to put your, your stream on? Give you a raid? Everyone can get in there. <laughs> sure. I think, I think you're streaming now, like you said. Yeah,
3: um, yeah, we'll be a couple of minutes.
0: Awesome. Uh, just shout everyone out here. So attendees. And then I need to add, because uh, I wasn't sure if Toby was coming. It uh, is also organized T V. There you go. So uh, go give everyone a follow. They're awesome people. I can vouch for them all. If you don't believe me, then you can't believe anyone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go do that. Um, we're going to give uh, a raid to Ice uh, right. well, to Ice uh, Awesome. Yeah. So go. Better leave. Better Best
1: leave. And
0: yeah. And uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, this is a podcast series. This is the, um, the, f- the fourth of the podcast series. There will be more. Um, we, we we cover a number of situations like scenarios in esports. If anyone's got any ideas of what they want, just give us a shout. You know, you know reply to one of our tweets or about this, or if you want to just give us an email about some interesting subject you want to hear about, just let us know. But um, thanks for everyone for being in the chat. And yeah,
1: yeah, thanks.
3: Thanks, you
0: know, guys. Go spam ice now. Go, go, go. <laughs>